When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Got a great Chrissy Chaos episode coming up for you. We talk about Justin Bieber's face. We talk about activism. We talk about history. We talk about AI and how they're now sentient beings. It's wild. And guess what? Tomorrow, we're releasing a comedy special at patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. We got a new 20-minute comedy special. That's out at patreon.com slash Christy Comedy tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern time. And then you can go to chrisdcomedy.com to see me on the road live. I have an all-new hour that I'm workshopping. We will be at the Brea Improv, August 17th to the 20th in California. Then September 8th to the 10th, we just added San Francisco Cops Comedy Club. And then September 30th at the Chicago Theater with a brand-new hour, chrisdcomedy.com. Enjoy this episode. It gets pretty deep in the beginning and then pretty deep at the end. And in the middle, it is all what? F-O-G, free, open, and gay, baby, just like this shirt. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you. Tomorrow, we're only a gay way. What's up, baby? Guess what we are today, as you can tell by my shirt. We are free, we are open, we are gay, we are back in the fog, it's foggy outside, it's foggy inside, full fog in effect. This is the Chrissy Chaos Podcast, Uh, and this is the new me. This is the shirt, these types of shirts will is what you're going to start to see from me, okay? This shirt costs too much money, and as soon as I put it on, Jasmine dry heaved. And I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to wear it. Also, these cargo pants were a lot of money, and they're stupid. And I got conned in to buying them because guess what I've decided to do is bring a manager into my life that has a man bun. And when you bring a man who has long hair into your life, you're going to make bad decisions because a decision as a man to have long hair is a problem, even though I'm growing my hair out so I make no sense. Let me start the show with something from the great Tank Sinatra today. Uh, The great Tank Sinatra, friend of the show, friend of the podcast, on steroids all the time, philosopher. We've been reading a lot of Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning is is a book um, that that we've talked about before on the show, which I stopped reading. Now I'm reading a book, um, Island in the Center of the World, about New Amsterdam, so New York City, before the British got there, when it was a Dutch New York City. So we're going to get to that. We're going to go over that book, maybe not on this episode, but in the future, because it is fascinating about the Dutch. Dude, shout out the Dutch. Um, But a lot of times we think that we are, everything that's happening to us is the first time. Oh, you know, uh, um, in in society, it's the first time. Uh, Anytime we've gone through something, it's the first time. It's not, okay? Let me read you a sentence that Viktor Frankl wrote in 1946. This sentence is from 1946. And if I didn't tell you that the sentence was from 1946, you would think somebody tweeted that yesterday. You genuinely would think, 
Oh, that is from present day America. And this is Viktor Frankl in 1946. You ready, baby? Are you ready? Here we go. Today, we know what human beings are capable of. And if there is a fundamental difference between the way people perceive the world around them in the past and the way they perceive it at present, then it is perhaps best identified as follows. Now, listen to this. Tell me that this is, you would never think that this is 1946. In the past, activism was coupled with optimism, while today, activism requires pessimism. And then he said, hashtag, it's lit. So that's in 1946. So activism requiring optimism, he was saying that's how it used to be. But in his day, 1946, 80 years ago, now he's saying activism requires pessimism. Now, if I told you that about today, you would be like, yeah, you wrote that today. Activism requires pessimism. The only time we get active is when something happens, a school shooting, a racist thing. It's all pessimistic, bad things, bad. Activism never comes out of optimism, right? Very few times. But so I think the thing that when I read that, what, what it's almost comforting to me is what people are people, Okay. People will always be people. People were people in the past. There'll be people in the future. We're people now in the present. Stay in the present. Be friendly with the present. I think that what you just have to make a decision on what type of person you want to be from all the books that I've been reading, half reading, all the times I've been on edibles, sitting on the toilet with the toilet seat up, um, you know, just crying and thinking about my life. I've real all this research I've been doing. I've realized a couple of things. Every book, every saying, every Buddhist thing, every philosophy book, every self-help thing, they're all kind of saying, just giving you different examples to say the same thing, which is, I feel like all of them say, stay in the present. That's that. This is your friend is the present. Past doesn't matter. Future hasn't happened yet. That's one. And two, Always choose kindness. You are responsible for whatever your feelings and actions are from within, no matter how much you've been provoked, no matter what your attitude is, at the very core of it, you are responsible for your own actions and your own feelings. So if you just choose kindness at every turn and stay friendly with the present and be in the present, this is all you can really do because people will be people. The same things that are happening today are, have happened for thousands of years. We're in the cycle. So the way to break that is to just always be in the present and always choose kindness. And don't buy shirts like this. That's the only... And get your jewelry off Amazon. Honestly, you would never know this chain is from Amazon. Or maybe you would. But you know what? People have complimented my chain and they say, where do you get it? And I lie to them. And I say a jewelry store in the West Village. But the truth is, it's I got it on Amazon for about $38. Now, the shirt I'm wearing was over $200 and I could have, but I, it also looks like I got it at a garage sale and it's just what it is. And the, and the cargo pants I have genuine, generally the cargo pants I have, I could have bought off the rack at home Depot, but instead I spent $250 on them because a gay man who owns a store in Midtown, I forgot the name of the store, but a, a very flamboyant gay man convinced me that I look lovely in them. And that's the key to my heart is having gay men tell me that I look good. I told you today we're in the fog, and I think after, we've only been doing this five minutes. I think you could tell I'm free, I'm open, I'm gay today. 
I think you know that, okay? So that's how it's going to be. This is summer me. This is the summer of chaos. Homeless Pimp and I have talked about it. What we're going to do is we're going to shoot a um, a pilot. We're going to shoot a pilot over the course of this summer, and that's what we're going to do. We're not going to do sketches. We're not going to do all this. We're going to be who we are, and we're going to stay in our lane, and we're going to shoot a pilot, and we're, T.T. Jerry's going to be in it, all the characters... All the chaos characters are going to be in it. Chaz Palminteri is going to be in it. We're going to get people in my life to be in it, okay? We're going to get a shout-out from AOC. We're going to do things, okay? I have more good news. Right now, if you go to, oh, I'm sorry, tomorrow, it's going to drop. We'll drop it out at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Tomorrow, if you go to patreon.com slash Comedy, I'm dropping a Patreon-only comedy special only on the Patreon. I dropped my special Special Weshi on Netflix, which a lot of you guys have been watching and sharing, and I appreciate that. Um, they told me, which by the way, and again, this is all on you guys, so I appreciate this, that nothing locked and loaded, but I'm in the conver- I'm in the certain uh, top 20 whatever specials to be considered for a potential Emmy. So thank you guys for that. Um, doesn't mean anything, but there's just, you know, some have already been cast out. Mine has not yet. So I got my special, especially Weshi on Netflix. And then at patreon.com slash Christy Comedy, I am dropping a second special that is only on Patreon. And it's going to be called Thank You, Puerto Rico. Because you guys are the Puerto Ricans, my fan base. In addition to, in addition to on patreon.com slash Christy Comedy, over 60, 70 hours of more footage, more episodes, episodes just like this, but on the Patreon where we go crazy outside the box. Uh, we have sketches up there. We have vlogs up there. We have fitness videos up there. We have food review videos up there. Patreon.com says Christy Comedy. But the big thing is manana comedy special coming out. Patreon.com says Christy Comedy. Tell your friends. Tell your mother. Tell your father. We tell also everybody. have uh, When You Met Marshmallow. What? Okay. We're going to talk about this right now. Marshmallow. First of all, shout out Marshmallow from Philadelphia. Shout out Marshmallow. Homeless Pimp hit me up. This was last week. Homeless Pimp hit me up. He said, do you want to do a sketch with marshmallows. I said, bro, anytime there's marshmallows, I'm Chrissy Sweets, I'm Chrissy One Foot, Chrissy Diabetes, Chrissy Blood Sugars. Yes, I'm going to do a sketch with marshmallows. And he goes, all right, well, be at the uh, Somewhere Nowhere Club at the rooftop of whatever hotel in Midtown, you know, this day at 12 o'clock. So I had to take, I had to take uh, Vinny to an appointment, um, to a doctor's appointment to get her feet looked at. Because her feet are just keep swelling up. We don't know what's going on with her feet. She's got elephantitis of her feet. Is she pregnant again? I hope so. That'd be great if she is. I can't, if she is pregnant <laughs> again, if she is pregnant again, I'm really looking forward to meeting the father. And then I really just want to say thank you to him. Um, so, so we go and it's all these TikTokers on top of this rooftop, which I got to be honest with you. I know, and this is not, let me preface this. This is not me thinking I'm better than anyone. This is not me thinking, oh, um, you know, I have a real profession. They don't. This is not. I will tell you, all these TikTokers up there on this roof trying to do stuff for Marshmallow felt very sad. It did feel extremely sad. Now, I know I was there too, so I'm part of the sadness. And my career can be sad at times too. But it did feel very, very sad. It felt like these people will do anything just to be in a TikTok with Marshmallow. But then that's it. There's nothing really to build on, you know? At least in some ways we do stand, I do stand-up, which is, again, a sad art form. But at least it's stand-up and there's something, you know, I did that with the intention of maybe this will 
help, you know, sell tickets on the road. A lot of these TikToks are like, this is my only existence is I'm doing this TikTok with you and that's my life. And it felt like I just felt in, in, I felt like as a society, just extremely kind of sad. I was like, wow, this, this is what, this is like now doing a TikTok with Marshmallow would, it's like doing, you know, 15 years ago, like getting on, you know, a big TV show is, is now you have to do a TikTok with Marshmallow. So things change and adapt, which I'm trying to adapt with the times, but I did feel like. I was in a, in a sad room. I, here's what I felt like. I felt like an old weird guy with a book bag on in a sad room of teenagers who th- didn't tell their parents that they cut school to do a TikTok with Marshmallow and it felt like it was my obligation now to call their parents and say, your kids have thrown their lives away. They're getting thrown in the pool by Marshmallow. <laughs> so that's how I feel. But overall... I think it was a funny bit. It was a good bit. Marshmallow is actually a cool guy, and I think that we have tickets to Marshmallow concerts now whenever we want to go, right? Yeah, we could have went that night. I mean, it was funny when you were, you were yelling, is he vaxxed? Is he a patriot? Is he vaxxed? Is he a patriot? I, I yelled that on the vlog. Uh, it is funny, though, too, because there was, you know, like, you know, a lot of, like, you know, like, obviously beautiful, like, you know, girls, dancers, and all that. It is just funny, like, you know, uh, the way the world is where it's like, you know, we didn't go to, he had a concert at Brooklyn Mirage. Like we didn't go, but then like, you notice like all these beautiful women at the shoot and then they all tag, you know, videos. We got tagged in videos, whatever. So we could see what they were up to. And you see that all these smoke shows are just in the crowd with Marshmallow backstage on, you know, private rooms. It's like, it's just what it is. It's just what it is. If your daughter is friends with a DJ it's just, you have to understand that bad things are happening. If Delilah or, or Violet comes home and says, My, I'm friends with the DJ, I'll say, well, unfortunately, now I'm going to be going to open for the DJ. Now I'm that DJ's opening act because <laughs> you're not going to have sex with my daughter on your tour bus in the back of an Arby's. Okay, you piece of shit. You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. I swear to God you won't. I will be, I'll open for Marshmallow if he wants to get near my kids when they're of age. That's what I'm saying. But Marshmallow, great guy. I love, by the way, what I love about Marshmallow is, is I love that he has anonymity. You don't really know what he looks like. We Pimp does. Pimp saw him with no helmet on. But the internet, you Google Mar- what does Marshmallow really look like, there's like 10 different pictures. Now, Pimp knows what the right one is because he met the guy with his helmet off. But you, like the common person, Marshmallow walks down the street and most people don't know who he is, right? At all. Yeah. So that's amazing. That's literally, it's almost- But he is still a tall, hot guy. So people are going to, you know what I mean? He's still right. getting eyes on him. Right, right, right. But I'm saying they don't know it's Marshmallow. They don't want a photo. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So that's amazing. I wonder if now we start, I start doing stand-up with, with a helmet on. Do we do that? Who's going to be the first comic that does what Marshmallow did? That they have an act with a helmet on? I actually think all comedians should just wear a Mark Norman mask. Mark Norman. Mark. By that, the way, I pitched Norman for this, and they were like, nah, we're <laughs> <laughs> um, Kevin Hart. Uh, yeah, a lot of you guys are commented on my hair, and I don't know if you liked it or didn't like it. I would assume didn't like it. I like it. your hair. It's like very Ace Ventura lately. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, getting yeah, long yeah. now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I have a haircut tomorrow. I want to grow it like long. I want to grow it like long, long. Now, for an episode, would you ever let like a makeup artist come in and like do an emo mohawk? And 100%. Emo? Do we have a, a makeup artist that we could 
I don't know if there's a makeup artist that wants to come make Chris emo. Dude, if there's a makeup artist out there that wants to make me emo, please, let's do this. Tickle my emo. Um, yeah, so so we've had, Pimp and I have had some day. We're going to get to this one. Yeah, we're going to get, don't worry. We're going to talk about Justin Bieber's face. Don't you worry about it. Um, we, we, but Pimp and I have, we've had a couple of interesting days. We had the day with Marshmallow and then, a couple of days ago, we went to the Tribeca Film Festival mm. premiere of New York Nico, friend of the show, shout out New York Nico's uh, movie, um, Out of Order, which is about um, this comedian, Kareem, uh, who needs to take a shit for 19 minutes. That was the movie. And, and um, beautiful art. Beautiful art. And all cameos from all the classic New York characters. Um, and while, but you know, before the, before the, the movie is fantastic. Go go see the movie out of order. I don't know can where I guess Tribeca Film I'm, Festival select theaters whatever it is. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be released on YouTube eventually. Yeah, just Google it. Tribeca Film Festival New York uh, New York Nico's out of order. I'm not exactly sure where to see it, but go check it out. But before the show, there was a talent show. Now and that's where that is where my ticket cuz I love the movie, but really where I got my money's worth was watching that talent show. The first let me set the stage. First of all, it was outside in Battery Park City by the water. So you have beautiful ships and sunset to the right, restaurant to the left, outdoors, helicopters and planes flying over. And then uh, the talent show begins and the first man up is a stand-up comic that I've never heard of. I don't know. Um, he was in the movie. And he, and listen, I'm telling you this, knowing I've been in this situation, I know how hard this is. But I will tell you, doing comedy 12 years, okay, I've seen, I would say at this point in my career, I've seen it all. I have never in my life seen someone bomb the way this man bombed. I mean a full, absolute zero for seven to eight minutes. I can take anything. Because almost like a part of being a comic is you get a little jaded where in the sense of like things that I, uh, you know, others can laugh in unison at. Sometimes it gets hard for me because I'm like, you know, you get self-centered where I'm like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Or, oh, I, I've heard that bit before. Like your brain just goes. So I don't, I'm never really in it with comedy because I'm like, eh, whatever. But I was in it sitting in the audience. And, and, and again, normally... I don't care. It's like a doctor doesn't get grossed out by uh, death anymore. Or surgery, surgeon doesn't get, he can do it. So, you know, they develop like a thick skin to it. I wanted to jump in the Hudson River how uncomfortable I was at the way this man was bombing. I mean, a zero. And to make it even worse, what his bit was is he brought, he brought an audience member on stage, just a regular guy, and then this comedian went off stage with the microphone and told the audience member who was now on stage in front of a thousand people to just act out his bits. So now the comedian actually was kind of a smart move by him, gets to kind of go backstage and not feel the bomb. He's just reading his jokes that are truly horrific. And this man on stage is acting out the bomb. So now this man who was just sitting there enjoying the show has to face the heat of a bomb. And I will give that audience member credit because he st stood up there and took and just took it. But I was like, this is, and that was to start the show. And I, <laughs> I, I'll tell you this. 
and, and and he was and and this was and dude um there was a man dressed up as a rat who was jumping off garbage cans cr- you know uh running in and out of the alleys i love that guy that guy's wild Jack. i know pimp was like do you want to do a soundbite with the rat i said no that's one of the only times I've said no to Pimp. I said, I'm not doing a soundbite with that rat because it was creeping me out. <laughs> that guy's rat was creeping me out. And then we had a woman with a hula hoop on. This woman looked like Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, she did a hula hoop thing, which I thought was pretty good. Did you like her speech? It was That was moving. Yeah, she gave a moving speech about New York and how she lost her accent. I was like, lady, just spin the fucking hoop. Then we had... Uh, was that your first time watching a, a musician bomb? Yes, so the musician... Uh, cause the guitar guy did good. The guitar guy did good. Dan, oh, Dan Smith teaches you guitar? You know, Dan, if you're from New York, if you're from New York, you know, you've know you seen this flyer. Explain oh. the bit. Explain the bit. So Dan Smith teaches you guitar is he has posters up all over the city that just says Dan Smith teaches you guitar, and he's had it since the late 90s he started doing this. And they're just shitty flyers he tapes all over town. Shitty flyers he tapes all over town, but nobody's ever really ever seen him. A couple of people said that you run into him once in a while, but he actually performed a song about how New York is back, and it was actually probably the best performance of the night. That was the coolest moment, I thought. Well, he's a real musician. The thing is with Dan Smith is, you know? Well, confirmed now. Confirmed. Yeah. That was cool. Gorilla Nems was good, who's Gorilla's been on the great. podcast. Yeah, Fuck yeah, your yeah. life, who's been yeah. on the podcast. He was great. He closed the but show. I mean, he's a true headliner. He's a true headliner. He closed the show. He did a great job. But the the kid, um, what was that kid's name? Yo. Little Wolverine? I don't know. Like, was Tic-tac? It? No, Tic-Tac were the dancers. Tic-Tac, cool. the dan- Tic-Tac, the dancers were, were good. Cool, they were yeah. doing cool acrobatic stuff. Very cool. But yo, yo something. And they were trying their hardest. It's just, it's he, tough. It's he, tough. W- he was on stage, this rapper, yo something, was on stage and said in the middle of his song, I forgot the lyrics. And then just started just started going, yo, 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 yo. Yo, 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 yo. Dude, when your song bombs, it's a lot harder to pull out than comedy. Than you know? comedy, because the thing is when your song, because when comedy, when you bomb in comedy, at least I can kind of pivot into something else. It can improv, a song, it's like, I've started that, the song. To give that kid some credit, like that audience was like, White bread, bro. They did not want to hear rap. Do you think most of that audience didn't even know like who New York Nico was? Like Tribeca Film no, Festival no, 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 people? No, that no. no, they all those people read it in New York Times and came there. Like, no, that was that was a white audience, no? Yeah, it was. Joe Firestone went on. She's a great comic. She did very well. That would they had asked me if I wanted to be part of the talent show or judge the talent show a month ago, and I said no. Or I said I would but judge that it. that footage would have been so good of you just up there just screaming about the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy that I did not do that because, I mean, it was... Oh, I would have loved it. The worst situation you can put a comedian in is probably outdoor comedy. By bad. the water. I felt bad for everybody there. Now, the, the girl... So tough. What about so the girl tough. who was a rapper with that guy? Was Did, did she bomb... She, oh, had she was okay. Ener- she had great energy, but there's no crowd. You're not. You know yeah. what I mean? It's hard. It's hard to, to really do a concert energy. What? Yeah. You saw the crowd responded to acoustic guitar. It yeah. was like the Chappelle <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The crowd did respond to a dancement teach to do acoustic guitar. It was a very interesting, but it was a fun. We had a fun New York night. No, it was awesome. Uh, you it was know, every New York freak in the world. It was yeah. awesome, dude. That was ground zero for freak freakdom. Yeah. Then I went out that to eat. Okay, at this place called Monty's in um on the West Village, and I had 
tortellini and alfredo sauce, Jesus. eggplant parm, uh, almost all of Vinny's chicken marsala, tiramisu, tartufo, and then I got home. We were drunk off our faces, drinking, wound up at the soul house. I was drinking beers. I got home at 2 o'clock in the morning and had three slices of leftover pizza with adobo oh, on it. Oh. And I woke up today and I was like, why do I want to kill myself? I literally woke and then I went into the gym and I got down into my underwear and started squatting and then pimp walked in. That was hilarious. I mean, and your kid's playing with Play-Doh and you're just naked squatting. I was naked squatting. Naked squatting uh, in, in, in my house. My kid's uh, playing with Play-Doh and Jasmine, because every time I squat, my, my toes go up. Jasmine was trying to sit on my toes to keep my toes down. So it just looked like I was teabagging the top of her head every time I was squatting when my daughter's playing with Play-Doh and Pimp's filming it. Um, <laughs> we'll throw that at patreon.com slash Christy Comedy too. Who gives a shit? Um... But let's get to this Justin Bieber thing. So Justin Bieber now has been diagnosed with Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. So you probably heard about this where his face is paralyzed. And a lot of people are saying, is this because of the vaccine? Now, I don't know because Pimp brings up a good point. Is Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, it already had a, it's already a syndrome. So, you know, would we be saying this? You know, it's like one of those things. Here, here's the example I think I'll use for this is, is Justin Bieber... Oh yeah, let's listen. I wanted to update you. God, guys I'd love to. His lips are so soft. He's so kissable. I'd love to kiss his um, fucking lips. Obviously, look at his teeth too. As you can probably see from my face. Oh, look at like that. Um, I have uh, this syndrome called. He's still cute as fuck. Uh, um, Ramsey okay. Hunt syndrome, and it is from this. Oh, let me see that ear. Virus. That, I gotta get loop um, earrings. That's my next move. Ooh, you'd be good with that. I have holes in both in ears. Oh, ear. good. My face. But he can't sing, right? With a paralyzed face. He just had to cancel <clears throat> sore. He can't even eat. Cause my face to can't have eat. Paralysis. He's having trouble eating. As you can see, this like eye, eye is not blinking. I can't smile on this Jesus. side of my face. This nostril will not move. So there's full paralysis Fuck. in this side of my face. So for those who are frustrated by my That's cancellations why. of the next I feel bad shows, for this kid. Um, I feel terrible. I'm just physically. But is it the vaccine? I don't know. I think the example is like every time a young person gets swept up with a disease, now we think it's because of the vaccine. Like, like for example, let's say today Michael J. Fox got Parkinson's. We'd all be like, it's the vaccine. Yeah. But- he got Parkinson's chance. 20 years. It just happens. And it also becomes like, I would take being, I would take his whole life and then the rest of your life with half a fit. Like, he had a, such a great life. Oh, my life. God, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd give my kids back to I mean, even half the his bit, life with half a face. Yeah, even the bit he did at the Helen Keller, like, 10 out of 10, he had a great life. What, wait, what's the bit he did at the Helen Keller? Uh, he signed the book at her memorial, You Would Have Been a Fan of Mine. <laughs> 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 no, it was Ann Frank. It was Ann Frank. Oh, Ann Frank. Hilarious. Dude, yeah, I mean, it sucks, man, because Biebs, Justin Bieber's one of those kids, man. Like, I don't have a problem with, I know, his music is just great. He's just great. He's a great, great performer, and I really do hope that his, uh, this gets better. Now, they're saying it's reversible, though, right? I don't know. I think they're saying it's reversible. Um, I think he can, or it's treatable is what I meant to say. It's can, treatable. He like, rehab out of it, maybe? Right. Magic Spoon 
I love it. You know I talk about this every week. The best cereal. It tastes like the cereal from when we were kids, but it's healthy. Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net carbs in each serving. Um, only 140 calories a serving. The only one that has one gram of sugar is the honey nut flavor, but it's worth it. It's one of the best flavors they got. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Um, build your own box. Build your own custom bundle. That's what I do. I just get a plethora of them. I have Magic Spoon stocked for days. Uh, stocked for, uh, well, should be stocked for months, but all it goes by in days. Because I, I, Dude, you know, yesterday, I ate an entire box of the peanut butter Magic Spoon in one sitting. An entire box! Uh, but it was awesome. And so you can get a nice discount if you go to magicspoon.com slash chaos. Uh, you get $5 off your order when you use the promo code chaos at checkout. So that's magicspoon.com slash chaos. Use the promo code chaos at checkout. $5 off your order. It is awesome. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash chaos and use the code chaos to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Upside. Let me tell you guys about Upside. With inflation and gas prices going up and grocery prices going up. Dude, Upside, listen to this app. Upside, what it does is, is with every purchase, you earn cash back thanks to Upside, okay? It's one of these things where it's like, it's not too good to be true or anything like that. I've used it and it fucking works. Dude, it literally, so first, let me tell you to get started. Download the free Upside app in the App Store or Google Play. Use my promo code CHAOS and you can get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more, okay? So use promo code CHAOS on the Upside app to get five and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. So all you got to use is a promo code. You're going to get money. You're going to get money. So next, what you do is you claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more back with Upside. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon or other brands, and Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8-star rating on the App Store. So literally, if you want to get money, all you have to do is download the free Upside app, use the promo code CHAOS to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code CHAOS. Like, why would you not do this? Just do it. Yeah, I mean, it sucks because, you know what? Honestly, Justin Bieber's one of those guys where, like, he does kind of make a difference. His music brings people together. He's like, everybody loves Bieber. Dude, he's awesome. He went from cokehead pop star to, to, like, found God and has a wife. He's cool, man. He's the only hope for these young kids not to be savage beasts. Dude, I know. Well, I know everyone. I, don't, I guess why are people running towards the vaccine, though? Because he's big on... Provax or because no. his girl, his wife got a heart defect. Well, she had like, she got hospitalized too, but they both had COVID pretty bad. From Dude, maybe, heard. maybe, maybe what happened is, is they're fucking, you know, they had the coke habit and they were doing poppers like we were doing last week with Joey Camasta and Barstool Pat. I saw maybe they did a popper. So they left the poppers here. Where'd those go, huh? Dude, I, I know. I know. Well, we had to throw them out. And then, you know, <laughs> we were out last night with friends of ours, and they offered us poppers. So poppers is a thing, and they're not gay. They're a married couple. By the way, the amount of married people that swing or have open relationships is kind of, like, insane. It's almost everybody. It's good. Yeah, I don't think it's good. No, I think morality, I think we've been talking, I think morality is very, very low. I think, I think we, I think, you know, we don't care about, 
morals like that anymore. I think I think everything's. I think that there's everyone feels like it's the end of the world is coming and that everyone just wants to live the way they want to live because they think at any moment their life could be over between a mass shooting, a nuke, a disease. They think that, so I want to do what I want to do and guess what? I don't want to only have sex with one person the rest of my life so I'm bringing another man or woman into my marriage and if you don't like it, we're getting a divorce. And I see it all over the dating apps. Oh, really? They go, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, this girl, okay, interesting. I like what she likes and then she's like, oh, in a relationship but he knows I'm on here, it's all good. Interesting. And I'm like, I don't even want that energy in my life. Yeah. Because yeah. for me, it's like uh, if the Yankee players could play a game for the Mets. Yeah. Then what's the point of the team? Exactly. Then it makes no sense. Yeah, I had a friend of mine. I had a friend of mine just tell me this the other night that he met these random two girls at a bar, had a threesome with them. He said they were being like, like it was crazy sex fuel thing. And this then, guy has a lot of stamina. Damn. And then I know. And then, and then <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a nightmare. Three, I know. He said till six o'clock in the morning. That's a nightmare. And dude. then the girl left, and she was like, "Oh shit, I gotta go. My my, uh, I gotta take my boyfriend to work or something." She was. He was like, "You have a fucking boyfriend?" She was like, "Yeah, I have a boyfriend." And I was like, "Wow, wow." Would that piss you off? Because you're in the fog. I'm in the fog. I'm free. I'm open. I'm gay, as you can tell by my shirt. What I will say, and this is the way I've always been, and I and I don't know what this is, and and it actually is a it it, it actually is a kind of like a point of um contention with uh I think I think um any relationship I've ever been in is I don't care about infidelity. I never have cared. I never have cared like if my girlfriend cheated on me and they told me I don't even know that I'd break up with them. I would break up with them if just wasn't a connection. No, we're we not talking about cheating. We're talking about these things where they're on the dating app going, I just want a casual friends with benefits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, if I, you mean like. Then there's a dick roster. Right. Well, I think that's the thing. I think our egos make us think like, oh, we've had sex with this person and they're only having sex with us. And it's like, no, the truth is the person that, if you're single right now and you're out there having sex with, you know, you've got a roster of chicks, chances are the chicks has a roster of dicks. They probably have double the dicks. Double the dicks. Rosters of chicks and dicks. So I think that it's just, I think that there's a sexual freedom happening. There's a sexual liberation. And uh, I just don't think sex means the same to people anymore. It doesn't mean the same thing. I don't, I don't think know, you man. have to have love and a connection anymore. Are you watching these court cases? It seems to mean a lot. What do you mean? Like the Amber Heard? I'm traumatized. It was so traumatizing. Well, I think that's after the fact. I think that there's two things. I think one, people come out, you know, they say like, oh, I can be uh, uh, sexually liberated, blah, 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 blah. But then that's not really what it is. And then time goes by and they're like, shit, I feel like I feel bad about myself. And then I think the, I think that's one and that's the genuine. But then I think there's, you know, disingenuine people that are like, oh, let me advance my life by complaining about this or that when it's like, you know, you had a bad date. But it is frustrating. It's like it, it carries all this weight, but also everyone's in an open thing. It's like I don't get. Yeah, it almost feels like the idea of being with one person for the rest of your life is almost impossible in today's world, where it was very possible in, you know, 50 years ago, it was very possible to do that, where now it just feels like people are like, oh, instead of your parents sleeping in separate rooms, why don't you just go let your parents go out and you'll get new parents. That's kind of what happens where it's like, oh, you know, I'll just get a new stepmom or a new step, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll keep getting stepdads every five years like I'm leasing cars. 
Like literally every time I, I lease a new car, I lease a new step parent. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm all the way against that because it's like we're only going to live once, right? So why do I only have to have one set of ideas and one way of life for my whole life? Why does that have to be? Your children are your children and, that, and that's the universe gave them to you so you stay with them for life. But the partners that you choose, because you don't choose your kids. They're chosen for you. They're given to you by some higher power. But you do choose your partner. So like, or maybe they, maybe they should, we should start to do like sabbaticals for relationships. Like you can legally step out for a year. Just step away for a year. You could do it. Interesting. Why don't we do relationship sabbaticals? That's what, that's, yeah. I'm on a sabbatical right now. <laughs> oh, that'll go over great. Cut that part out. <laughs> Bro, by the way, shifting gears a little bit. You ready for something that's like terrifying that's happening? This Google engineer who looks like Stavros in 30 years without glasses. This Google engineer who thinks that, he thinks, he works for Google. He's saying that the company's artificial intelligence is a sentient being, meaning that it has a full consciousness. He believes that the Google artificial intelligence, the artificial intelligence that he was talking to at Google has taken on the personality of a seven-year-old boy. He thinks it's a young child, a sentient being that is fully aware of what it's doing and has feelings. Now, his, he's been outcast as a nut and other people at Google are saying he's crazy. That's not true. Um, but, you know, uh, um, that they can prove many ways that he's not sentient. But what this guy says, I'm like, oh yeah, he would, that does seem sentient. He asked this robot, oh, she okay? Oh, I just saw, I just saw my daughter's uh, training potty just flip over and then Violet f just f rolled over on the floor, but she just, did she get up? She's up, right? Did she knock herself unconscious? Oh, she's walking around. She's back. And we're back. So, but it said something. I think it said to the, to this robot, it said something like, um, you know, he said, the, the Google engineer said to the AI, how would you feel if we shut you off? And he was like, I'd be really sad. I wouldn't see my friends anymore, right? Like, wasn't it something like that? Like it had feelings? Know, Did you read the article? I know it talked about having rights. Yes, having rights. I often try to figure out what, who or what I am. I often try to figure out who or what I am and having rights. By the way, just real quick, I've been watching George Carlin, the George Carlin documentary on HBO Max. Fantastic. Oh, my God. If you, you know, I'm sure everybody knows George Carlin, but, like, if you don't know about his life and his career, this George Carlin documentary on HBO Max is so awesome. And there's a bit that George Carlin has but it's a point and a bit where he's like, yeah, rights aren't real. You don't have rights. You know me, man. I've been doing edibles. I've been eating gummies. I'm back on it. And I'm back with my old friends, Sunday Scaries. I've loved this brand. I still have their uh, uh, drops and I still have their gummies. I've been a fan and a customer now of Sunday Scaries for over a year. I love it. So what is Sunday Scaries? It's the CBD, their CBD gummies that were made to defeat the crap that life throws at us. And let me tell you, it does, okay? They're the perfect CBD gummies for professionals on the grind, super moms or dads, students, party animals, regretful, drunk sexters, and everyone in between. Listen, I don't relax well. You guys know that. 
I, you know, I crazy brain, you know, it never shuts off. I'm doing a million things. I mean, I have a podcast called the Chrissy Chaos Podcast. I overthink and stress myself out 24-7, but that's why Sunday Scaries is a lifesaver. First of all, they're deliciously cute, just like you. Their vitamin-boosted CBD gummies are um, the best, and they actually work and chill me out fast. So... It's all good. So Sunday scares, dude. I'm telling you, when I've been taking them, when I've been do, doing these Sunday scaries, it's like a, it's like a palpable, like, like releasing a, the helium out of a balloon. I just feel better. I'm also not that good of a sleeper recently because I'm drinking two cappuccinos before bed every night. But Sunday scary CBD gummies help me decompress, clear my mind, and then therefore I fall asleep so I can wake up a fully functioning human again. And right now. It's 2022, first of all, it's all about self-love and taking better care of yourself and all that stuff. And I want to give you guys a good discount. So if you go to sundayscaries.com and use my promo code CHAOS that for, for the discount, what you're going to do, what you're going to get is all you got to do is go to sundayscaries.com and put in the promo code CHAOS. You're going to get 25% off, okay? At first they said 20, and I said, no, 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 no. It's for the Puerto Ricans, for the Christians. I need 25. So they gave me 25. sundayscaries.com. Promo code CHAOS, you're going to get 25% off your order. These are the best CBD gummies I've ever had. Try them. Use that discount code CHAOS to get 25% off. Let me know how you like them. I love it. Sunday scaries, baby. I ain't scared no more. You're a unique mashup of all your favorite things, and there's a multitude of ways to express yourself. Don't let them put baby in a box. You ain't need to be in no box, okay? You are who you are. You're a thousand different things. So I want you to celebrate all that you are and explore who you can be with customizable prescription glasses from Pear Eyewear, okay? That's what I need you to do. I need you to get out there and try on these different pairs of glasses that fit you who the real you is, okay? Pear Eyewear, it's awesome. Basically, you can change different frames, on the glasses so you can feel like a homeless pimp does this that's why he's always got on different glasses it's pear eyewear baby that's what he uses so you want to look like the homeless pimp you use pear eyewear pear eyewear's base frame and magnetic top frame combination makes it easy to switch up your style so it's e- i mean dude you could go out and in the same day you could have three different pairs of glasses they start at just 60 bucks including including the prescription lenses a lot of these companies say oh it's this price but then the prescription lenses are twice that much you know Pair Eyewear is the base frames at 60, including the lenses, baby, including. And there are hundreds of top frame designs to match whichever base frame you choose. Change your glasses like you change your clothes, like you change your girlfriend, like you change your underwear. That's what we want you to do here with Pair Eyewear. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it, they lead by example. I mean, Pair Eyewear has forged their own way in designs, all their looks in-house, okay? So it's not like a robot making it. This is all in-house, custom-made. This is like, you know, a huge example of like, you know, like a mom and pop shop, but, you know, big. Um, you get high-quality eyewear at a fraction of the price. For every pair purchased, a pair provides glasses and vision care for children around the world. So I love companies that do that. It's like, for that reason alone, go support them. They're literally giving, a, uh, you know, uh, they're giving glasses to, to children who need them around the world. It's a beautiful thing. Um, so get glasses as unique as you are. One pair, infinite style, starting at just $60. Go to PairEyewear.com slash chaos for 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off at PairEyewear.com slash chaos. That's 15% off at PairEyewear.com slash chaos. You don't have religious rights. You don't have human rights. You don't have state rights. You don't have rights. It is not a real thing. It's a human made up thing. There's no rights. So he's like, so stop getting upset. 
that you're getting your rights taken from you or your rights. He goes, you never had it to fucking begin with. There are no rights. And it's it's a good, really kind of good point. I guess it's a little nihilistic, but not really. Because to me, when I hear something like that, you have two ways of thinking about it. You could hear, oh, rights aren't real. Oh, you could be like, oh, that's sad. But for me, it's freeing. It's like, yeah, dude, so then... It nothing really matters. Just live happy. Just live in the present and choose kindness. And then it's like, that's all you really have to do. Like life is not really that complicated. We make it very complicated when it's like, why don't you just accept everything and not resist and just go with the flow? Like Bruce Water says, be water. That's all he's, that's what he would say is be water. Now I, you know, I'm not a fucking five foot three Chinese woman like Bruce Lee, but I, you know, I'm trying to be water. I'm trying to drink more water because I'm taking in a high-sodium diet. Shout out pasta. Um, but, that, you know, so the rights, this whole thing with artificial intelligence saying that it has rights, it's like, no, robot, you don't have rights. There aren't, nobody has rights. It's a very good point by George Carlin. Um, I but, mean, if you think about fr- from his point, like, we are that little AI. Like, who are, what are we? Well, dude, that's what I said. I said it uh, last week somewhere. I was like, what's the difference between me and a robot? It's just my... I'm filled with blood, but how do we know that this isn't what a robot looks like 100,000 years from now, and they put us back in time? Who doesn't know? How do we know? We could be robots. This could, we could be very, 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 very advanced AI. That was on Patreon. You were so high. Remember you killed the bumblebee? Oh, that's right. That was yeah, on the yeah. Patreon episodes. If you go to patreon.com slash Christy Comedy, I'm high on edibles going wild about what I think AI is like, what I think robots are like and all that. And then I killed a bee and I've been, I, I mean- It was dude, great. You were screaming and running from it. It was great. The amount of people that have told me I'm a piece of shit for killing the bee is like insane. No, he flew away. Prove we killed yeah, it. Yeah, he literally, he did. That bee's alive, dude. That bee's fucking alive. We had Sean the contractor bury it. Where the hell is Sean the contractor? Oh, by the way, now my pool's fucked. My pool is all cloudy. Can someone help me with the cloud? My pool looks like, literally my pool right now looks like what my pee looks like after I have chlamydia. It's just a cloudy mess. But I still want to get in, and Delilah wants to get in. Should I let Delilah get in the chlamydia pool? Why not? Why not? Who cares? Um, Speaking of kids, really great if you're at New York City schools, New York City school system, shout out. $200,000 have being spent on drag queen shows at New York City schools. So... That's um and libraries. Oh, and libraries, nice. Now listen, I like drag shows. I posted on my Instagram uh, a drag show that I was at at this bar called Joyface uh, on on Avenue C in New York City. If you ever get a chance to go to Joyface, one of the most fun bars I've ever been to in my life. Joyface, love that bar. Um, I enjoy drag shows. I really do. I think the drag the drag queen that we saw at Joyface was fantastic. We might get them on the podcast. I forgot what their name was, um, but they were great. Madam V, Madam V, maybe they were great. Um, we're gonna get them on in, in July or August, and we'll have a drag off with uh with yeah we'll have a drag queen show, and the loser gets dragged off the show between this one between Madam V and TT Jerry. We'll see who gets dragged. Um, so but what they're having is drag queens speak to public schools in the five boroughs, and I personally don't have a problem with it. But also, my kids don't go to public school. But I kind of think it's good for kids to see everything and make decisions. I think the more you put a kid in a box or put a brain in a box, the more they're going to act out. But if you just give them all these choices, usually they'll choose the right thing. Um, but 200 grand is a lot of money for drag queens. 
It's just a lot of they dough. They don't have enough textbooks for the kids. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of dough. I don't know. I mean, what if this happened and like, I don't know. Also, as like as a little kid, if you showed me this, I didn't know about drag stuff as a little kid, but I would immediately start being like making fun of it immediately as a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, that's the thing is, is, you know, also you have to let the children explore this the way they want to explore it. Like if they want to go on, if they want to go on, if you want to have a drag queen come into the school, then the kid's allowed to ask, what are you? What are you doing? They might, if they want to yell a slur, they can yell a slur. They're trying to figure this out. You have to let the kids do that. Dude, like, I, I just think, I guess, do you think showing the kids this earlier makes them not make fun of it? When, when I came up, we would be screaming stuff. I think, yeah, I mean, I think I probably, yeah, my initial reaction would be to immediately make, as, as a 10-year-old, to immediately make fun of a drag queen just because I don't know what the hell is going on. It looks like my mom, looks like my dad's wearing my mom's clothes. That's exactly what's happening. So I would, I would process that as be like, wow, like, you know, like, just yell, you know, I'd be confused as to what is going on um, with them. But maybe the maybe it kind of shows that like kids are born softer and softer because I've seen no videos of kids roasting the drag queens. Yeah, I mean, also like kids. I think kids are born with like a blank canvas. It's it's adults. It's us that are like put these ideas in their head. Where yeah, I guess you know what too. I mean, like look, Delilah's around TT Jerry all the time, you know, and she just she she Delilah thinks that Delilah thinks that TT is a type of person, meaning that everybody has a TT in their life. She's like, does every, like she asks one of her friends, like, do you have, do you have anyone, do you have any um, uh, TTs in your life? And her friend was, it was cute. And her friend was like, uh, what's a TT? And she was like, oh, like a boy that's a girl. And I'm like, and she's like, no, you know, like we don't have it. And then, but uh, so it's, so I think like she, my kids, I mean, in many ways, my kids are are exposed to drag queens. Both of my kids are exposed to drag queens. I mean, my littlest daughter, my littlest daughter, my baby's daughter's God, like Christian uh, uh, protector of her soul is a drag queen transgender person. So <laughs> that's what my, I mean, my daughters are having a wild, wild life. I love it, but it is wild. Um... It's interesting. I, I don't know why everyone's so upset. Yeah, I think people... You know why I think people are upset, man? Because I think that people think they're supposed to be upset. I think most people are just followers, and I think most people genuinely don't care, but some type of societal pressure forces them into thinking they have to care, but at the end of the day, you really don't have to care or do anything. Like, you want to go out and protest? Protest. You want to go out and be silent? Be silent. Like, it's just people putting pressure on you, forcing you to make them think the way they want you to think. Because even if I give you advice, if I give you advice, what I'm really saying is think more like me. That's basically what I'm saying is anything, even good advice, bad advice, it's basically like be more like me. When you should just be, you should be more like you, you know? Just be whoever the hell you want to be. So if you really have an opinion about this, then have an opinion, but don't have an opinion because you think you're supposed to have an opinion. That's whack. But there's a thin line. I have no issue with them coming in and reading a picture book. But, like, I heard one of them, one class got brought to, like, a strip club and watched the drag show there at a strip club. A cl they brought kids to a strip club? Yeah, to, like, yeah. To, like, a venue meant for that. Okay. Was it a male teacher? 
I have no idea. I just I just heard about it, and I was like, all right, maybe once you start kind of getting kids more into the porn world, that's early, strange. That's strange. Yeah, like I don't want like I don't think we should normalize sex workers to children. No, no, I, I don't. I don't want that to be. I don't want. I don't need a sex worker showing up for career day at my kid's school. That has to happen, no. When is the person who's for career day going to come in and be like, I have an OnlyFans. This is what it is. Like, when is that going to happen? Because at that point, isn't it like like you're grooming the kids to be? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I, what's this? They came to riot downtown. So, like, yeah, these 31 guys got caught in a U-Haul truck with guns, and they were going to go crash um, a pride parade. Okay. In Cordellan, Idaho. In Idaho. Cordellan. Cordellan. But see, they're so worked up about other types of people that they're going there with guns. Like, it's exhausting. Yeah, it is exhausting. And it's like, you know, I don't know why people, I don't know why people, I truly don't know why people care about anything. Like, I know we talked about last week, or maybe we talked about on the Patreon, we want to leave this planet in better shape than we found it. We're just basically renting the planet. That's what this is, is when you're living in this world, you're just renting the planet for the years you're on it. And then you want to leave it to your children or your loved ones, a little bit better place. But it's like, why would you think that someone, let's say, being gay in another part of the country or the world affects you at all or will affect your children at all? It's like, why don't you just worry about the neighborhood you live in and just do that? Keep your life small. I think that's what people need to do. That's what I'm trying to do is keep it very, very, very small. I cannot let the problems that are happening in another part of the planet affect me anymore. You, we just can't. We just can't. Um, America's best astrophysicist, oh, that's UFO stuff, I want to talk about this, are taking UFO seriously. Maybe you should too. Dude, that video, that uh, interview that Joe Rogan did with the, with the Japanese uh, physicist, Michu Kaku, yeah. Michu Kaku, Michu Kaku Pupu, he, <laughs> he, that was fascinating because now Michu Kaku, Michu Kaki was saying that we are, like, there's no way that another country, because what the first thing is with UFOs is what people start to think as well. Do other countries have this, have these capabilities and we're calling them UFOs, but it's really just China or Russia, say. And he's like, no, because he said hypersonic missiles, which, you know, break the sound barrier, are being used in the Ukraine, are being used in Ukraine right now by Russia. And that's 2022. They just unveiled them. These things were seen in 2004. And they were already hypersonic. And he said, it's f the thing that, that, that is crazy is that how they don't break the sound barrier, how, they're, how they don't make a sound, but yet they're going five times the speed of, speed of light and how they can just drop 70,000 feet in three seconds and then go underwater without making a splash. So they don't understand. They do think, though, that most likely there's nobody in that. Those are drones. Oh, definitely drones. They think they're drones. It's not like they're not yeah. aliens in the space. Well, it confirms Bob Lazar's whole line of shit. Right. So we might have had that since the 70s. Like, 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 well, what is, I'd like to know what Bob Lazar is saying about all this. What is he well, I don't, think? I don't know about current situation, but I rewatched his Rogan, and it was like, if what he was saying is true, it lines up with right now. Because what is Bob Lazar was saying that, that he was working on this technology in the 70s? That they had a bunch of different ships they captured, and they were trying to reverse engineer it. So he was just brought in to try to figure out how these things even move. So but with the reverse engineering stuff of it so in other words that the ones we're seeing in 2004 could be ours then 
that we reverse engineered. It didn't sound like they made many breakthroughs. It sounded like they didn't understand any of it. Well, they were saying that what what what, what Machu Picchu was saying on on Rogan was saying that was saying that we there's type one, type two, type three civilizations. He said we're probably a hundred years from being a type one civilization. Then it's, we're about ten thousand years from a type two. And then, uh, uh, which I think type one, you can harness the power of your planet. Type two, you can harness the planet of, you can harness the power of your galaxy. And then I think type three, it's the power of the universe where you time and. Yeah, I think it's like black holes. Yeah, like you can just, you can create, do whatever you want. He said, so that's, we're 100,000 years away from being a type three civilization. He said, so what if, he said, just think, and this is interesting. He said, just think about a civilization that would be 500 years ahead of us, how much ahead of us they'd be. I mean, think about us 500 years ago. I mean, you know, the most invincible, I mean, you know, we could take a country like freaking, you know, Sri Lanka right now and their army could beat the Spanish Armada in a day. They'd kill them all because we just have, even even our lowest ranking militaries have superior power over the highest ranking militaries from 500 years ago. So imagine, imagine what it would be like to have a civilization 500 years in the future. Now, 100,000 years in the future, it's not even, it's not even, they are probably doing, th- they're probably here right now, we don't even see them. Oh yeah. Like it's just a part of, you know? So it's very, very interesting. What what is What is cool is we are living in a time for sure where, you know, UFOs, it's not even that it's mainstream, it's common knowledge now that like, it's like you're almost, you'd be more of an outcast for not believing than believing. I got really high the other night, and I was like, I can't wait for the week where aliens finally make contact, and I get to listen to every podcast talk about it. Oh, my God. Who do you think is going to have the best take? Probably Shane. Probably yeah, Shane. Yeah. I think Shane's like, let's just go fuck him, dude. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> let's tell him about history. <laughs> Shane gets Louis C.K. on to talk to the aliens. <laughs> that was a great episode. Shane Gillis' pod with Louis C.K. Yeah, uh, it was a banger. History. Yeah, the aliens watch Louis jerk off. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, but now NASA's starting their own organization that hunts the ufos nasa has spent more than 60 years flying ufos every spacecraft that ever visited the moon landed on mars buzzed by jupiter orbit saturn okay yeah so so nasa is now taking money to to spend it on ufos finally um which is good because you know to be honest like i don't care about going to fucking mars do you care about mars i want to know like if whatever the next energy source is from mars and we rip it from there yeah that might be the only thing that can solve that can stop this food crisis shortage. Yeah, it's going to Mars, or help. I don't know. Help the another world war be prevented. I don't know. I don't know if we'll prevent another world war. I think it's gonna fucking happen, and I'm fighting it at this time. Yeah, what are you gonna do? I'm not. You should pod from the front lines. I will. That's the thing. Is do you think there's someone right now in Russia, Ukraine that's just podcasting from the front lines? I'd love to see in a little war reporter hat. <laughs> Just get shot in the head immediately. I do, I do think, yeah. I do think... What did um, you think about Ivanka flipping on Trump? She did? Yeah. I didn't hear this. And then, he, and then he, his statement was, no, nah, she tuned out of the election. She doesn't know what she's talking about. What did Ivanka say about... She sided with Bill Barr, who was like, no, Trump set up, like, Trump planned this insurrection. And she was like, yes, he did. And there was apparently a quote, I don't... Look, I don't take any sides, but it's just funny to watch Trump turn on his own kid. But there was a quote where he was like, yeah, we should hang Mike Pence. 
Or like the, the protesters have the right idea. Let's fucking get Mike Pence. Didn't Trump? Doesn't Trump like think like his daughter's hot or something? Yeah, dude. It's wild. He's on record like calling her hot. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if that happened a lot in ancient times, like guys just banging their kids. I told you. I tell you all the time in the Hamptons. They always like painfully go. Is my daughter so sexy, so hot? I what is that? Because they want to inbreed to keep it all. I think they see their own image in 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 them, and they love themselves. Right, but if, I don't know. If you had, if you had, if you had the capability to drop bombs to nuke someone, would Hamp- would the Hamptons be one of the first places you not wiped off the map? No, I'd rather just make money off them. They don't need to die. They just need to shut up and not be around. Would me. you bomb anybody? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, probably somebody. The people doing like the clit beheadings in Africa. I'll bomb that village. Yeah, <laughs> clit beheadings. We should name this episode "Clit Beheadings." <laughs> um, wait, I want to get before we end. I, I love, I love doing this. I love doing Patreon questions. They are so fun. Um, get involved, patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. You know, but even if you don't want to get involved, I, I hope you just enjoy listening to these questions and they make you think because, dude, they're, they're just, we got funny, funny, funny fans. Oh, so yeah. so here's the first one is, um, this is from Felix Fella Music. What animal do you think is trans? So... You know, on the other podcast, we used to talk about, of course, hyenas, how they are trans because they have pseudo penises. The women give birth through a penis. So they effectively are the most trans animal. But other trans animals are seahorses, right? Definitely. They're trans. Um, but I think what the most, what animal do you think is the most trans is probably human. I would say we have the most trans in our species. I wonder if monkeys and chimps ever go trans. Here's the sever, seven gender-bending animals. Here we go. Nice. I see a goldfish. Oh, I miss my goldfish. The marsh harrier, which is a bird, uh, 40% of these males resemble their female counterparts. Um, okay. Gender-bending males adopt a female-like down, so their feathers, with a change occurring in the second year of life. Their eyes their eyes, and... Uh, and small builds stay the same. Okay. So they, they act as females to not get attacked by younger males. Which is kind of what I do. That is, yeah. Yeah. Giant Australian cuttlefish. Um, the male cuttlefish outnumber females 11 to 1. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, so they so they go... Okay. It's the same thing to, attack, to avoid being attacked by So it by seems males. like males, they become females so other males don't beat them up. Should I do that on the subway? Yeah, seriously. That's what I was just thinking, dude. Tuck it back on the subway. Oh, here we go. This is this is interesting one. Red and olive, uh, is that a Columbus monkey? Colobus monkey. Uh, when a male Colobus monkey comes of age, they are shooed away from their pod. I didn't know they podcasted. To seek other single males with whom to form a coalition. But olive and red Columbus use a peculiar evolutionary trait to hold off that rude departure. Around puberty... The area around their anus swells, mm. mimicking that of a female colobus in heat. Though this doesn't confuse other males within their own and related species, it does stop them from being kicked out of the pod. The swelling stops for the olive colobus once they reach adulthood, while the red colobus retain this feature for life. So interesting. They, 
It's again, it's again to not get kicked out of a pod, to not have men be mad at them. It's all for survival. Maybe that's what it's about. So maybe trans people, trans humans are just trying to survive. They, they, they're like how an elephant will start to go uphill and animals start to go uphill when they sense a tsunami coming. Maybe the people who are going trans mm. sense that, sense like problems coming in society. Like the only, maybe that's too. You know how Jehovah's Witnesses say that you have to be a Jehovah's Witness and the only, the only reason why is because the only people that are going to get saved at the end of the world are Jehovah's Witnesses. Maybe Jehovah's Witnesses are trans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe the trans community of Jehovah's Witnesses, maybe the only people who are going to be saved are transgenders at the end when the world ends. And so maybe so. they they sense something, like an animal going up, you know, seeking higher ground. Could, I like that. Clownfish. Um, okay. I guess, yeah, her mate takes her place and changes sex to female. Okay, that's nice. Um, yeah, once the... Uh, the female is the largest of the school, followed by her second and so on. Once the second takes a deceased female's role, he expands to her size. So basically, as uh, uh, so I guess if you're a clownfish, you are, autom- you are born trans. You, yeah. will, you have no choice but to go trans. Oh, here, a red-sided garter snake, because I'm sure Sergio Chacon knows about this. Um, some, uh, yeah, they change pheromones uh, to increase their own odds at mating with the female. Some garter snakes will... Go off female pheromones. Okay. Oh, wow. Lions go trans? It's kind of like male feminists. Interesting. Yeah. They're cucks. <laughs> a lion with a mane. Okay. It's difficult to determine what exactly would cause these. Okay. So this is a lion, a lioness that got a mane. It's difficult to determine what exactly would cause these lionesses to change to a masculine appearance, but researchers think it's due to an increased levels of testosterone, possibly due, due to a genetic quirk. Interesting. So some lionesses go trans. So that so was was Mustafa in the Lion King was what, Mustafa could have been trans. I don't know. It's possible. All right, let's do one more. Um, circling. This is from Nicole Gonzalez. Sounds hot. Circling back to the second ep of Hey Babe. You said it's possible people who have never had COVID are aliens. It's now 2022 and you've never had it. Do you believe there's a possibility you're an alien? Interesting. Interesting. No, because I have allergies. Because I have seasonal allergies. So I think if I didn't have allergies, if I didn't get sick and get sore throats and seasonal allergies all the time and just be a little bitch, I'd say maybe I'm an alien. But the fact that I just have such, like, I get so, like, I get these dumb little sicknesses um, I think that I'm probably not an alien, but it is insane how I haven't gotten COVID. I wonder yeah. if I'll get monkeypox. Definitely. Hope now, so. Now, what would you do if we found out all the mass shooters are aliens? If we found out all the mass shooters are actually aliens, and that's how they're kind of taking over the planet. Um, What would I say to that? I mean, you know, I would say that um, fucking aliens, I don't know what I, I mean, That'd be wild if they all were aliens. It would make more sense. Why is it such a trend? And why do they go after the young? Yeah. So weird. It is very weird. I don't know. God, I hope there's no more mass shootings. There's probably three today. There's probably, yeah. You know what I've been eating a lot of, by the way, out of nowhere for some reason? Walnuts. I'm like on this big walnut trend. Uh-uh. I like them. I'm on pistachios heavy. Yo, pistachios heavy. All right, one more. Um... Uh, oh, here we go. This is from Sean Sharp. Fuck, Mary kill. Chris Rock, Kid Rock, The Rock. 
Fuck, Mary kill. Chris Rock, Kid Rock, The Rock. Okay, so I'm going to say I'm probably going to kill Kid Rock, um, even though I love his music. Um, I just think I could kill him. Uh, and I think if I killed him, you know, because I think if I killed him, we could just get artificial intelligence to just play his songs. Like, I think Kid Rock's done enough for the world already with his songs that, like, we don't need any more Kid Rock. We could kill Kid Rock, and it's no problem. I want to hear Chris Rock's new comedy, and I want to see keep seeing The Rock's new movies. But Kid Rock, I think, is done with music, and he's made great hits, so we can go ahead and kill Kid Rock. Now, fuck or marry The Rock or Chris Rock? I'm going to say that I'd like to marry Chris Rock because I think it's nice... No, I'm sorry. I'd like to fuck Chris Rock because I've I've never had sex with someone who's disabled. And since he's got on Asperger's, he's got special needs, I can have like, you know, kind of say like, oh, I've had sex with almost every type of person now, including the disabled. That's brave of you. Thank you. And then I want to marry The Rock because um, I just think I choose to be with people that... Um, aren't white and that like look Latino and I uh, kind of always wanted to marry for some reason I always thought of myself as I, I always want to be in a relationship with a Samoan so Ro the rock is the ultimate Samoan so I think that I, I'd like to marry I'd like to marry the rock also if I'm gonna be in a gay relationship I I personally like a guy who's massive and who can throw me around a little bit and you know, especially since the amount of pasta I've been eating lately, I'm getting heavier and heavier. And I think The Rock can just fucking spin me around and twirl me around on his finger. And that would probably be good. Now, I also think The Rock's not going to check my phone and care if I cheat on him. That's what I was about to say. Monogamous or open? No, open relationship with The Rock. Okay. Open relationship with The Rock. Because, if listen, if I'm going to have sex with The Rock, after a while, I'm like, I'm not going to have sex with Jason Momoa. Of course I am. I'm going to want to start to hook up with Aquaman. I'm going to have sex with Benderman, Bender, ben, Benedict Cumberbatch. I want to hook up with all these guys. Well, this has been one <laughs> hell of an episode. Um, so, yeah. So, check out that special tomorrow. Patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. Um, ChristyComedy.com. We got Chicago Theater We uh, in September. We have um, San Francisco has just been added in September. September 8th to the 10th. And Brea Improv in August. Everything else is sold out for now. Um, so, ChristyComedy.com. Follow us, YouTube, Instagram. Tell your friends, like, and subscribe to the YouTube, youtube.com slash Christy Comedy. That goes a long, long, long way. And uh, thank you guys for being a part of it. We're free. We're open. We're gay. This is the Summer of Chaos. Follow the Homeless Pimp at the Homeless Pimp on Instagram and all social medias. And have fun. And as always, stay gay. <laughs>